Hello, you're listening to Mi Gente, produced by El Media. This podcast is dedicated to those who undertake things in life. What do they do? How do they do it? And why do they do it? But most importantly, in which context, cultural, social, economic and political, they do the things they do. Before I forget, if you like this podcast, please subscribe and leave a review. Today we're talking to Claudia from Amsterdam. We met a few years ago in Italy and she started her career in turning as a marketplace merchandiser at Nike and now she's a retail brand specialist still at Nike in their European headquarters. Hello, Claudia. Hi, Gael. Ciao, my friend. Thank you for joining us today for this new episode of Mi Gente. So, first Thank of you. all, uh, I would like you to give us a bit of background about yourself. How old are you? Where are you from? Where are you now? And why do you live there? Of course, that's why I'm here, right? <laughs> and thanks so much for asking me to... Uh, contribute to this episode I'm really flattered and you're actually you, you're making me feel like a superstar you know <laughs> like <laughs> that's so cool um, but yeah no of course just to give you a bit of context about myself so I'm I've just turned 25 last November which if you believe in astrology like I do I will tell you I'm a Scorpio and that I think already tells a lot about a person and yeah. be like which is your side i'm an aries mm, okay mm-hmm. it's a bit stubborn yeah <laughs> cool. however yeah um so yeah i'm italian i was born and raised in italy um and i also have mixed roots so my mom is polish and now i feel also in a percentage a bit Dutch because I'm living here it's been already um one year and a half almost mm-hmm. and yeah Amsterdam welcomed uh, me and it's cold lens <laughs> but <laughs> it's been so nice so far can um, you actually speak Dutch no I can't no. that's impossible like I, I'm I all my good intentions but it's so hard yeah it's difficult and, when I go there yeah. and I try to read you know the the signals in the street I'm like I, I just can't <laughs> it's like these really long words it's so difficult no yeah it's it's impossible and everyone talks English that's like, the perfectly. thing yeah everybody can speak English there yeah even, even the like things are 80 written. years old yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's quite good though yeah um so for our first part uh, the first question is what are you doing professionally right now and explain like in the present right now what you're doing uh, in your daily work and the company you work for. Of course. So yeah, indeed, now I'm a, a retail brand specialist for Nike and I've been doing this for the past six months. Um, and now my contract got extended for like other few months. So I'm going to stay here for a while more. Um, but indeed, I started also as a merchandising intern, uh, always at Nike. 
So in total, it's like one year and a half indeed that I'm here. And it's, yeah, it's been amazing. Uh, just to sum it up uh, in a mm-hmm. few words. Um, but yeah, to give you a bit of like um, insights on, on what actually a retail brand yeah. means. Because that's also the funny part. Like at Nike, there are so many different jobs with like the weirdest title <laughs> and it's very very specific mm-hmm. so probably like in another company it would just be marketing let's say yeah um and indeed retail brand it's very um like connected to the marketing department and all the like functions that stay within the department and it's always like very working cross-functionally so uh, basically, there's three main roles, um, re- uh, retail brand, which is what I do, and then brand marketing, and finally, visual merchandising. Mm. And so it's basically um, working together to make the story come alive in the stores. Yeah. And have you been to uh, like a Nike store recently? Yeah, I always go to the Nike town. In Oxford yeah. Circus. <laughs> oh well, that's that, that's the good one. <laughs> oh my God, it's like you go there and you just like I, you literally want to buy everything. Yeah, that's good to hear. <laughs> uh, it's amazing, and I actually last year I really liked when they did the launch for I can't remember the name of the shoes, you know, like the Air Max that have like a sort of triangle. With like the Air Max that has a triangle. They came out last year for yeah. for something. The first one were like oh. purple and it was all about air. And so in the shop you had like these big like balloons and you could press them inside a machine. And like, Should I don't know. Should be 720. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's well, decent. I don't know. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. And <laughs> There's actually honestly so many. But, but yeah. this one was like so big here and like all the bosses had like the campaign. It was like a bit futuristic, the images. Mm-hmm. It was so nice. So I went to the shop because I wanted to buy them. And I didn't end up buying them because I didn't think they looked oh, good on me. On. <laughs> but the shop was amazing. Like the whole installation and everything was really good. And they always have these kind of things going on. It's yeah. it's really cool. And I also go to, next to my house, there is like an outlet kind of um, mm-hmm. zone. You have also like matches fashions and shops like this. And you have yeah. the Nike outlet. Do you say Nike or Nike? Because I feel like Nike is... Nike. So- Brava. <laughs> it sounds so weird. Anyways, <laughs> Nike, uh, the Nike outlet. And so I go sometimes like, to check if there is, but it's more to buy like leggings or, you know, like sports yeah. things. But so, yeah. I'm but that's interesting, too. indeed, because I actually do it for the Nike factory stores. So, mm-hmm. yeah, the outlets. Yeah. And um, still, it's very connected to like how the business works in general. Like, the full price uh, store works. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's interesting to to hear that, like, in the outlets, both. you just go for, like, tights or yeah. things like this. But you sometimes um, you can find, like, nice things, maybe, like, a pair of Air Force Ones, these kind of things. And yeah, then exactly. also, like, not far from my house in Shoreditch, there is the Nike Lab. But I mm-hmm. never went nineteen forty nine something like that. But yeah. when I wanted to go last year it was closed. But that's also like a special store, I guess, no? Like Yeah, exactly. Of... That's like the pinnacle one in which we have all the 
even collabs uh, or yeah with like designers yeah, the, right exactly okay yeah i need to go to that one. i always see you know on instagram like they're like events or these kind of things so mm, that's yeah. also the the nice part that now we're actually making more uh events in store mm-hmm. um so i think that's really where it comes the connection with the consumer and where i really love to to work like to plan this kind of events as well mm-hmm. like um, for me the best is the music i think it's like on sundays or something when you go to the nike town yeah yeah and there's like a dj but it's like nice music like it really matches with cool. because usually i don't like music in the stores when it's just annoying but mm-hmm. theirs is quite nice that's nice to hear because i personally don't know it because of course like i'm not in the in loco yeah so actually. you never yeah. go to the stores well the one in the netherlands just to to check them but it's more indeed like the the factory stores anyway mm. um so yeah i don't have like much chances to to yeah, go to around visit. and mm. yeah okay and so to move on to the second question how did yeah. you get to like this stage you're at now so like working there and what was kind of like your journey the whole thing behind let's say yeah well the journey was amazing also very unexpected because yeah. I, I would never have thought like to first living in the netherlands like yeah. never ever <laughs> and second working for nike which has always been like my dream company mm-hmm. um and so yeah it, it came really unexpected i honestly uh, basically applied for any type of internship they had um and then i got the chance to get the merchandising one which i understood probably was not like the right department for me yeah um but indeed it was more like amazing to see how such a structure company works Mm -hmm. and how it's like the matrix at Nike is so complicated at the beginning I felt very lost in a way yeah also because yeah like first the first like six months I was in my bubble like Mm. is this real is Mm. this not like what what should I do what should I don't do and so it was it was more questioning around mm. um and then you start understanding the metrics and how everything works and also where do you personally want to go yeah. and in, in fact i think the first uh experience i had at nike i, I can't call myself uh, as a merchandiser i don't think i learned so much about like tools and skills in that area but nike really gives you the um kind of the tools to develop yourself yeah so and to understand where you want to go so indeed like i understood i wanted to be part of the marketing uh processes mm-hmm. and all the stories that like come from that type of work mm-hmm. and also gave me the part like the opportunity to see actually how people were working on that so it's like super nice that you can actually kind of see every different role and yeah uh, not just from like the outside but even from the inside mm-hmm. and 
yeah, sometimes I still question myself if I'm, if I'm really here <laughs> doing this. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no. The so you enjoy was, it? Yeah, so much. No, for sure. I honestly don't think there's like another company as Nike. Really? <laughs> yes. Yeah. I'm getting emotional. <laughs> <laughs> That's good no, though. No, I think. That you feel like I this really with... believe it. With yeah. like your first job, right? I mean, it's it's your first big job, I guess that you have. Yeah, I did some like other few jobs where, yeah, I worked in a showroom and different things like magazine. Where did you? you know, I, I don't so... know that actually. Where Where else did you work? So my first first job was uh, in a magazine a magazine in uh, Bologna. Okay. Uh, but it was really like uh, a freelancer kind of. Yeah. Um, so unpaid. It was really just to have the first experience, mm-hmm. and I did that for one year, but while studying. So yeah, but that was also nice, uh, just because I never thought I I was actually able to write articles, and yeah. that was a nice discover, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, then my second, and actually like real first job. Um, was in the showroom called Marcona Tre in Milan. Yeah. yeah, and that was, yeah, the first experience in which I actually understood how a proper like office was working and how the like yeah the work environments were, and that was really nice as well. Yeah, I think I actually uh, remember when you worked there. Now that you say that, yeah, right. I think uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Also, was during the summer. And oh, because I was also in Paris, and I think you were in Paris the same yeah. period. You know, I remember it was one summer, <laughs> yeah. I was also in Paris, true, true. Yes. Oh my god, but that was like 2016, <laughs> something. I feel yes. like it was like 10 years ago. Oh, this is crazy. Well, yeah, I agree. Times is so relative like it's crazy i feel like i'm 50 years old (laughs) it's so weird i agree i agree with you um yeah really (laughs) but not in the mentality sometimes no never never um so why is like in the apparel industry like that made it a vocation vocation for you and like why is it important? Like, why do you think it's important, and how do you value it also in in terms of like in society for like the no. world, if I can say? I don't think like apparel is a vocation for me, but more. I mean, yeah, I didn't I know how to ask you this, like, because I was like Nike. What is it like? Yeah, the apparel, yeah. fashion, call it however yeah. you want. <laughs> Let's say yes, like Nike could be um how you say like named on after like the fashion industry mm-hmm. um but still i think it's much more than that and indeed like in this year and a half i understood that basically it's not just about products mm-hmm. but it's really about like the 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 story that's behind products and how we communicate that to consumers and like that's where like the game game changes mm. and um, indeed I think like my vocation if you want to put it that way it's more um, 
working towards like culture and I've always been fascinated about like human relationships and how we kind of um, react to um, anything that happens around us and how we interact without like with each other mm-hmm. and I think fashion is also like the reflection of all of this yeah and indeed like yeah I feel Sunaiki is basically doing the same so like working on the culture of course providing products but at the end if you think about it like without all the like storytelling that's behind that it would be just a pair of overpriced and what about shoes I I really think like sports can change the world like now it's more I think Nike now has its momentum also thanks to all the collaborations we're doing Mm -hmm. and that really like made it more kind of a cool brand to have as well but it's like in Nike roots to have everything of course like leading with sport more also because of the mentality that sport gave gives yeah. to the people, you know. So I think that's very linked to everything at the end, and like the message that Nike wants to provide, it's to indeed like make sport a daily habit. And if you actually do so, then you kind of become a better human. I don't yeah. know. I, maybe I'm exaggerating, but, but is it also about like being strong, kind of as a broad? sense of the word you know like yeah being strong not just physically like just being a determined person and all of that like qualities totally yeah but it's yeah i mean it's more like the mindset yeah exactly and it's it's so embedded like in in our culture i guess more in the u.s obviously because that's where it's from but like something is really funny that i actually wanted to tell you is that like when uh-huh. i go let's say to like where i'm from in spain to like small village where like my grandparents live and stuff like all the kids they wear nike but they, it's fake you know they buy it in the market uh-huh. and every time i think and then you see pictures also from like places in the world like i don't know kids in india or wherever and people have nike and adidas actually as well and yeah. a lot of these people are wearing just fake ones i also have fake things and i think <laughs> It's crazy that it's one brand (laughs) that is everywhere in the world. Yeah. Literally. And when I went to Vietnam, same thing also. They were selling them like everywhere, fake and real Mm -hmm. ones. And this is like, it's really crazy if you think about it. Mm -hmm. Indeed, it's more like the status of it. And why? Why there is the two of these brands, so Adidas and Nike, are sports ones, you know? that yeah. got this success and so yeah there's something quite interesting there the link between sports and how like everybody basically agrees with it kind of you know yeah because yeah i i really like think that as humans and having a body like sports is something we do every day and one form on or in another form yeah. like it can be something you do professionally or it can even just be like standing up from your bed you know yeah <laughs> moving for the, for the lazy ones but <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah it's just moving and like taking care of your body that's like corpore sano in in the uh, mensana 
Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to say this. Um, well, yeah. If if you feel good with within your body, yeah. also like your your mind, it's like getting um, benefit from it. Yeah, it's a body and mind um, yeah. connection. I don't know how to say. And then, and, no, it's true. And then, like everything else, come as well. That yeah. can be in fashion and like if you feel more confident of your body then you will also feel more confident in like choosing the clothes for you or understanding what's your identity and yeah it's it's a bit like i think it's everything very linked to that mm-hmm. and that's really like the the starting point and as you were saying like kids from all over the world just like draw the, the swoosh on their shoes there mm-hmm. was even like a girl like um that actually won some races but she didn't have the money to to buy nike and then she just throw as whoosh on basically her feet mm-hmm. and that already tells you a lot of like the messaging behind mm-hmm. and how like a brand can become powerful and transmitting like values as well and not just like the products mm-hmm. it's really crazy if you think about it yeah Okay, so before we move on to our second part, I would like you to share a song with us. Do you know what oh, you want to share? Of course, that's my favorite part. I like, I love music, and I always create a, a um, playlist as oh, well. Yeah. So yeah. What do you uh, who do you do it. this for? Or like, is it? Just no, me? it's just myself. It's like on Apple Music. Um, it's a a playlist. I like to curate like daily and change uh but i can't see According it right to a theme or well i can, I can share with you but, yeah but i'm not uh, part of apple music i'm spotify uh, then no <laughs> no i know that's the two big like competitors you don't have spotify <laughs> i don't what? i just downloaded it for this podcast of course <laughs> but, but you know media. i don't know anyone that has apple music I know I'm unique. That's your way to say that. Thanks, I'm unique. I know. But do you? Uh, why do you anyway. have a pop music? Actually, no, I'm interested now. Well, it's more. <laughs> my dad is a bit of a like geek for Apple, you know. Yeah. So since I was a kid, I always learned how to use like laptops and technology through Apple. So I'm basically. Yeah, Very but me too. To I used to use like iTunes, but now I see iTunes mm. and I'm like, ugh, go away. Really? <laughs> I I love Spotify like really, really, really. Mm. Like I'm happy to pay my like subscription <laughs> every month. <laughs> no, okay. I feel I feel I'm very connected to Apple, like in everything. So like everything that it's like technology, I always will go for Apple. But nothing pisses um, you off of Apple because I love Apple. But then, for example, like I actually love it. I photo. I hate it. Really. I, I don't like how it works. Really, really, mm. really. <laughs> Anyways, mm. uh, but um, <laughs> so I can't see the the songs. No, you can't. Uh-huh. Uh, I don't think like you can have a preview. But Why don't you put them to... on? SoundCloud or MixCloud, all these things. Mm, maybe I will try indeed. You should, so like to, literally to have everybody. have a broader reach. Yeah, audience. <laughs> and then I will become famous for my playlist. DJ know. Cloud, yeah. <laughs> okay, no, so... You know, my yeah. DJ name would be Mad Max. 
Mad Max. Why? Yeah, I don't know. I just had like a dream about it. It's weird. Mad Maybe Max. I'm getting too personal. Let's move to the song. <laughs> okay, what's the song? So it's a classic that mm-hmm. like I'm happy anytime I, I, I hear this song. So okay. I wanted to share with you. It's The Seed by mm-hmm. The Roots. Okay, let's listen.
So we are now on the second part of our episode and here we're going to talk about what I call context. So to start with, um, I know you're now living in the Netherlands, in the city of mm -hmm. Amsterdam. And could you describe from uh, your point of view the city's culture, as well as maybe how it's quite different from life and work in Italy, where you're originally from? Oh, it's very, very, very different from Italian culture. Like Dutch, it's, it's a funny culture, I have to say. Um, <laughs> Like, at first, it can um, feel very, very strict in a way. And just to give you an example, if you think about the climate, mm -hmm. the weather, if you think about it, it's really, like, shit. Basically, 365. And the mentality of a Dutch person is to, anyway, like, nothing can stop them. So, not even the weather. They, they can go out and just do their normal life as nothing would happen, you know? Mm -hmm. Well, Italian ones, like, as soon as there are two drops of rain, you stay home. Or you're just waiting for the sun and, like, if there's a sun, you're happy. If there's no sun, you're not. And I think that's already, like, giving you a bit the idea of how the different cultures are. Yeah. Um, because also, like, They follow this nothing can stop mindset for everything they do. So you see like kids, I don't know, seven years old in the streets in like winter with just like a t-shirt. And I'm like, what? I, I see this in London as well. I'm like, people are wearing shorts in December and I'm just thinking, yes. how? And the woman, yeah. like, I'm so jealous of girls here. Like they go out in the night wearing like mini skirts without tights. <laughs> And like they look amazing, but I'm like, it's not August. It's so true. It's and so they true. don't get sick. I don't know. Well, no, indeed. Maybe one day they will have coronavirus as well. But <laughs> oh God, for now, they, they seem fine. Yeah. yeah. And um, so, what's your whole point about the climate? And so, like, the... <laughs> yeah, right. What What's my whole point? <laughs> Who knows? Um. But yeah, no, so even like seeing kids like in the streets, like naked, basically, they have all this culture of being very self-confident and mm. whatever they do, it's like the right way to do it in a way. Yeah. And even if they like, if you stop them by the street to ask, like, can be anything, like the way they interact with any person in the stream it's like you, you see more kind of a leading personality yeah. as uh, what would be in italy because they're more so open-minded like, i think exactly and like even just starting indeed when like since when they are kids and like just playing in the streets and going around with their bikes like literally there there's 10 years old kids going alone in the streets yeah driving with their bikes and that like gives you a totally different mentality while growing up yeah like italian people are living in parents houses until they're like 30 years old <laughs> it's it's like totally different mm -hmm. um and so i see that 
like difference indeed in the culture then of course anyway there are like other differences in which of course like Italians are much better as like food just to mention one yeah <laughs> because yeah. Dutch people really don't have the culture of that and it's something I'm missing yeah same um, for me same for me and people think right? I'm actually joking and it's not important I think it's essential I really yeah. think like to sit down to eat at a certain hour every day like share that totally. with people like you know how many times like people laugh at me and they're like what the hell are you talking about and I don't know how to explain it I'm like it's important I don't know but I guess <laughs> it's a different way of of living yeah. like literally here you can eat like a whole meal at like any time anywhere mm-hmm. like, that can happen it's also the same here and like yeah they also have this mindset of like don't caring too much yeah and they're more free like oh whatever yeah let's do this you want to oh, okay yes okay, and that also know. reflects like if they think about it in fashion and you see really people like expressing themselves they're more flexible. in a very confident way yeah because of they're flexibility exactly they don't really don't care about and what I they're wearing and i think it's also being more accepting of other ways right yeah of other people and that actually and... becomes cool yeah and Because more modern obviously indeed like here especially amsterdam is like a melting pot of different cultures and mm-hmm. amsterdam it's really really um international so you see a, a bit of everything in general but especially looking at dutch people they're very indeed like flexible and open-minded in a way because they're like sure of what like who they are in first person yeah and then yeah well in italy if it's like i love italian i know i will go back to italy and i feel italian but you see the culture is really different it's like dictated by kind of a story of cliches and status symbol like you have to wear this kind of shirt if you want to be this type of person that's more like the french people no Mm -hmm. yeah i think italian and french are very similar from that point of view definitely yeah but even indeed if you think about the languages like here i don't speak dutch but i can have a normal life life. yeah (laughs) Well, in Italy, you know in first person, like, yeah. you know yourself, if you don't, like, learn at least the basics, it, you will struggle. And even, and... it's not even that, like, for me, I think I was lucky because I'm Spanish and I also speak French, so I got the whole yeah. humor also. Like, maybe I, I wasn't able to speak oh, very yes. well, but I, when you guys were, like, around and speaking Italian, like, I I got what you were, like, laughing about or whatever, so that was a way, like, I could mm-hmm. get, like, included but if you if you're not from yeah spain or whatever around italy i think even if you learn italian you will not get it you, you will not get it it's too difficult i agree whereas I agree. yeah with like english i guess but also i was thinking isn't it also because like we watch so many things in english so we kind of know the whole culture which is the mainstream no you know so it's mm-hmm. easier to to integrate yourself maybe i think well yeah i think around. even like with netflix and exactly. all the different series and anyway like social medias it's 
but it's even, kind of easier but yeah but even like since we're small basically the the tv also in italy i'm sure you had things from the u.s and you know so new well my generation i think when we were small like when we were kids we were basically the first one having english lessons like at school what? at elementary school yes yeah in italy yeah but oh, like wow. before us basically it was something coming up later you know so mm. maybe yeah, in high school or university um but when we were like kids so like six seven years old it was just totally not common and huh? that's also why like in italy like english it's really not like the yeah. second language as it should be like no it's not really spoken at all so oh, and well, indeed it's like a mess in, a, in in education because yeah that would be always uh i think now it's different but for me i just know that i had like private lessons in english yeah, to so kind of learn. start yeah mm-hmm. but otherwise it, it would have been much more difficult for me also to kind of get the accent as well because of course like you you can hear that I'm Italian but (laughs) it's not that like strong accent uh, that maybe other people have yeah like the other friends we had yeah and that was more like being proactive on that because otherwise Mm. it would probably still like yeah of course I mean this for sure yeah but you know for me I feel like it was always around like since I was small like all the things I can remember from like music tv shows that that for me was all like American things it's crazy yeah no for us no also because if you think about Italian like the Italian um cinema culture and movie yeah, culture it's very like we always um how you say like voiceover yeah uh, that that's true though and... yeah everything was voiced over for us as well but more yeah. in terms of like not the language but the culture you know what i'm saying like we mm. were aware like i don't think an american is aware of spanish culture you know what i'm saying oh yeah that's true <laughs> like, that's true or maybe they know some cliche things about italians but oh yeah of course know oh, much how many more. times do i hear pasta pizza mandolino uh, yeah. this kind of these things, things are horrible. oh no ah well now the most common things they say to me is like what do you think about hawaiian pizza oh uh, yeah <laughs> with pineapple no yeah i don't i, I don't even laugh anymore i don't say anything i'm just like do whatever you want yeah no but <laughs> italy care. is like a big 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 cliche as a country yes yeah okay um so a bit more serious now <laughs> from like an economic perspective how is the city like? So, like, what kind of ecosystems are in place in terms of, mm-hmm. like, which, like, global and local companies are established there and, like, why and how does it all work? Yeah. Well, I think in the, like, Amsterdam, um, especially Amsterdam, it's very, like, a melting pot of international brands. And I love it how you can find, like, huge companies as it could be nike and then even like startups or like around the corner it's it's full of both the realities and so you can really see how also the into like economics and stuff are like really driven it's a very live city 
Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think also the you see in the city, it's very energetic. Like there's a everything. There's if you have an idea, if you want to do something, you can find it in Amsterdam, because which is something. Economically, they're quite like flexible, right? Compared to like other European capitals, isn't that yeah. the case? Yeah. In, indeed so like, like less taxes, about taxes yeah. exactly so that yeah that that makes it a bit similar to london i guess in the in this sense no yeah apart from the brexit and yeah the, i don't know, you know what i was thinking <laughs> i think it, it could actually be so good for amsterdam yeah yeah like if brexit is like a no deal and da 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 like i guess it's kind of one oh, of the good cities, yeah. you know, where companies can go, yeah. yeah. And, like, also, I remember from going to Amsterdam, there's the Shell. The Shell, you know, the fuel company. They have, like, also a huge... Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, like, near the station where there's, like, water behind mm-hmm. the station. And yeah. then there, there is um, the the headquarters of Shell, which is, like, a massive company, mm. you know, and they're there. But that, and but, Nike, but yeah. like, that's crazy. Yeah, even like PVH or there's yeah. It, yeah. How could you describe PVH like for people that are listening? So PVH, I don't know what the abbreviation stands for to be honest. No, but, but like it's what like, they do. Yeah, it's a basically fashion group that has and owns different brands like Calvin Klein, uh, Tommy Hilfiger, mm-hmm. and I think are they distributors? Yeah, some other like smaller ones. Sorry? Are they distributors? There are more than distributors. They're more. They're like, yeah, it's the, the owning company of it. Or like LVMH so, is for like the luxury exactly. brands. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. And then there's also, what's the name of my friend? She worked there. Oh, but actually I there's... think it's in Belgium. The one of North Face, Eastpac. Yes. Kipling. It's like... all that. I forgot the name. It's like VF or something. Yeah, like yeah, this. yeah, yeah. VF, VF. Yeah. Exactly. And then and um, there's Asics in the Netherlands as well. Oh, the sports also sports. Yeah, yeah. And but also Adidas has a a big office in here. Oh really? Yeah, but of course the headquarters is based in uh in Germany. So yeah, the in uh, what Nuremberg it's called. Yeah, That's I think so. Yeah. Okay, nice. And so, yeah, you feel kind of that, um, how can I say, like, new business, like, attitude, kind of like, yeah, startups and all these kind of things you were saying. Yeah, a lot. Like, as soon as you just take a stroll uh, around Amsterdam, you see all these different offices and from, like, creative agencies to um emerging like brands there's like really everything everything you you're looking for you find it so do you sorry yeah go on no no ask me (laughs) do you socialize like network with people maybe that are like i don't know in like banking or like startup for like something that doesn't have to be like the creative industries or like apparel like do you kind of mix with with other people there like do you get the chance to do that to be honest, I didn't meet like a lot of people outside, let's say the fashion or yeah. music industry. I love to like um, go to a lot of kind of concerts and that's like also a super 
um how you say like it's a good like yeah it's a good scene in amsterdam like mm. music it's super like any type of artist is coming there like from the indie like the emerging one to um as a proc i don't know yeah they're all coming to amsterdam so that's another like kind of area mm. i'm really interested in and I spend my time uh, doing that. So, but outside of that, I don't think I've really had the chance to. Yeah, mix a bit with. No, that's indeed like in, unfortunate because there's a lot of things that indeed. But it's difficult also, I think, sometimes you know. It's it is yes, I it's agree. It's difficult because you need to meet a person that introduces you to the person to the person, and that's how it goes. So. It's, it's, it's networking, not, yes, not indeed. that easy. But so, do you do you hang out with like Dutch people or like international people? International people, yeah. Dutch so people, really... not so much. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, indeed, like my main network started from Nike. Yeah. So it's good that it's like indeed very international. There's a lot of Italians as well. Oh yeah. But to be honest, I'm trying to avoid them. It's like <laughs> just because I really want to live this experience as like as much yeah. internationally that I can. Um but yeah, no, it's it's really like any type of culture you find it in Amsterdam. I love it also because of that, especially coming from Italy in which you find it much more local. Yeah, it doesn't um, exist. No. Florence was a bit more international than but like it's Bologna, from, uh, which is the city where I come from. But it's yeah, it's totally different. I wouldn't call it international. It's just like year no. abroad, like Americans. And yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not saying Americans it in a bad way, but I mean like no, yeah, true, they come, true. they do the year abroad with their friends. Like you know, it's not cosmopolitan. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how to call it. No. But yeah, okay. And so I would like to know a bit more about like your view on the brand, so Nike, um, and why do you think it is like a primordial or like important brand for the world? And by this, I mean like literally the entire world. And it comes mm-hmm. back a bit from before when I was asking you, like, I mean, I was telling you like, oh, like the kids all over the world, they're wearing Nike, like if you could like, because you work there, like maybe explain better Mm-hmm. why it's like this and and why it's important that it continues maybe also of course well i will start asking you a question did you ever read uh, shoe dog no you know it's in my list but i was mm. actually thinking because i have this list of of books i i i need to buy and like every time i finish i i go to the list and this book few times i was like should i buy it and then i'm like is it gonna be a stupid book you know no no because sometimes no, I, I feel like it's highly suggest it. yeah, and then I'm yes. gonna buy because I just finished the the last one I had. <laughs> I will buy. Then it. that's the next one. Yes, deal. I thought because is it not like a bit superficial? No, okay. I well, especially well, I I read it before starting and I finished it while I was already in the company. Okay. So also like my perspective on the the thing that I was reading changed a bit while I was reading it and like yeah yeah of course. indeed 
Um, but I think it's really insightful, especially if you have question about like Nike and how it can be such a powerful brand, because you really see like the passion that, for example, Phil Knight had in making all of this coming like true, becoming true. Mm-hmm. So I think that also really indeed gives you a bit of more a perspective of why everything is working as it is. And as an employee, I can tell you that I see really like even the, the way the company treats its employees, that's the different that, than you see in the output of the work we do. Really? I think so, because it really, well, it's very personal in the sense that every person reacts in a different way and yeah. see the works in a different way. But when you feel like you can be kind of trusted in the work you do, and even if you're in a super big company, you have like a voice that can be heard. Really? Then it's, yeah, I think it's that where you can really kind of have like step up your game and um so yeah, where like you, you actually feel there's like something else than just the products and if we like if you as a consumer receive a message from like yeah the advertising one or like the window and in the store whatever mm-hmm. that's also i think it's coming from like the purpose that was even behind the not even the product by the story of how the brand was realized yeah. like it's a lot of connection and like connecting the dots in different ways but i can tell you like i can highly suggest you to to read the book first so mm-hmm. then you can give me like your opinion on that yeah we'll um, let you know but i mean I i'm a big fan of nike, nike so mm-hmm like <laughs> my my point of view is not going to be maybe so like um objective mm-hmm. or subjective i never know well but what's subjective example, and what's objective well subjective it's uh defined by like yourself objective okay so it's not going to be objective my opinion yeah be. objective yes, yes. <laughs> yeah um but that's good. I mean, it's good to have like subjective opinions as well, you know. All my opinions. No, but I try well, to be more objective. But like, for me, what's like, like how it became like the world's brand, you know, and how do they keep on doing this and keep on having people be interested in it and and consuming it mm-hmm. and leaving a bit by it because some people are really 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 for different reasons or it's sports or it's sneakers or it's like uh, I don't know like basketball stars you know like for different reasons but mm-hmm. following like in a religious way kind of yeah I think now it's very like the momentum also because yeah there was a trend of like sports were in general but even if you think about the like the um, performance products that we have it always have been like the number one brand and i think indeed it's like deepening the roots because it has always had the like the mentality of progress over perfection mm. so even when like nike reached the number one like being the number one brand in like um the racing products we had then it it became like well and what's next 
So it's always thinking about like the future and whenever you reach the top, it's not the top anymore. So that's also what I think makes Nike so special and like not like never ending kind of surprisingly as well. Yeah. And by this, like now that you were talking, I was thinking, mm-hmm. you know, like how it kind of created also other like cultural business, if I can call them like that. And I'm thinking of like even like High Beast, for example, or also mm-hmm. like, you know, Pata. It's actually from Amsterdam, you know, the yeah. shop. And yeah. basically they were selling like cool Nikes that they were going all around the world to get and then selling them like a curated thing. So it's like Nike or <laughs> I want to say Nike all the time. Nike created <laughs> other things for other people to 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 start their own thing and i was mm-hmm. listening to to the guys of of pat and they were explaining how like nike basically reacted because what they were doing in a way wasn't good let's say like you're reselling someone else's product but mm-hmm. they actually embraced that and and both sides ended up winning kind of thing and yeah. and that i think it's it it really shows that their mentality is right no Yeah, at the end, like, if you can't change it, you have to kind of adapt to it, you know? They're able to do this. Yeah, but indeed, like, even really seeing as, like, a daily basis how the company works, it's really, it starts with the mentality. So the company is, like, um, investing a lot of kind of improving and, like, giving you the tool to change your mentality and uh, becoming like a leader of yourself in a way mm-hmm. and then if you kind of get the right mentality indeed like if anyone decides to resell your product that at first could be something bad you will always kind of find the solution to it and have a Just right because, yeah, yeah. And it's um, it's really like the sport mentality if you think about yeah. it because it's like if you play a game and you just lose it, fine. You will just work harder to uh, to win the, the the next time or anyway, like try to improve the the areas of that are challenging you the most. So yeah. I really think it's all linked to the the sport mentality. And again, as we were saying before, it's really I think the the winning mentality as well and not winning in the pure sense of actually winning but in the sense of like personal development and how you react to to everything that happens to you yeah and like with this also comes a bit like what do you think it's like the role of of nike like the whole company i know you have also converse and oak Mm -hmm. and all that runs like in the future of this century, because if you're a mega, mega brand like this, like multinational companies, da, 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 like there are a lot of like responsibilities they have. So there is this new thing. I was, I mean, new thing. I was listening to like uh, corporate responsibility and all of these things, also sustainability. Like, mm-hmm. do you think they will remain who they are? Do you think they will be able to adapt? Do you think they will actually be like, they will they will change something because of the power they have like what do you think mm-hmm. indeed like sustainability now it's like the buzzword so the, the the main topic and it's it's fair it has to be and it's something that in, i see it's changing already like 
within the company. So as an employee, like we have all the tools to, to make our daily work and our daily life more sustainable. And I think that's also where it starts. And then it can give like an outcome and an output to the consumers. Mm-hmm. And it's also where like the the perception and the value of the company changes because it's it's really like it has a purpose so it's not just doing it for because it's it's like a trend it, if you think about it like there was a massive kind of scandal about uh the nike factories in the past that they were not like um on a um, safe level for uh, the people working in the factory and there were like kids employing there and that was another kind of topic that was kind of putting down Nike as a company and the the, the perception the consumer had mm. of it because people when there's like news they always tend to remember like the bad news you know yeah but people never actually um seeing that actually Nike was looking for uh, like the best company and even um, already looking to sustainability. So we had t-shirts made out of um, plastic bottles already and like Nike grind, it's um, a material we use to, for example, we have it on campus and it's um, for some of our um, even sport um, furniture, or it's basically the ground we have, and it's made out of recycled shoes. So it's something that it was already in the mind of the company for a long time. Long so it's time, not just yeah. because it's like a trend. And I see this will be also in the future because it, it was really like a purpose of the of the company. Yeah. And indeed, I, I see Nike expanding in many different ways. And of course, ever evolving and changing according also to external factors. Um, but I see it where it's always kind of on the offense. So always ready to um, ever, like, yeah, changing and adapting to, to new cultures and new, um, new factors. Yeah, and... Yeah, and I would say Nike would totally easily expand to, it could be food or it could be yeah. like health, uh, it could be like different factors. That's so interesting. That, yeah. And that actually... It could I be like the, yeah. the word like just ruled by, by Nike in a way. <laughs> and I, I, just, I totally see it because as we were saying, like I, I come back, it's like a loop, but at the end it's sport it really moves the world forward so it can really be connected to everything yeah because at the end you can say sports equal action and action exactly yeah and so would you agree to say that nike serves like what they call the four uh, quadrants or cadrants i don't know how to say of demographics basically means everybody like yeah i i I do believe so also like not just for the messages behind the product, but if you look at the product, and I, I was in merchandising for one year, it's really covering every different needs. So from um, the shoe that's like for 
consumer that's who's driven by like the value of the of the product to a, a consumer that's actually looking for the the most pinnacle innovation we have so there's everything literally everything that you can find in the marketplace basically mm-hmm. and of course they're like i don't know some niche sports that nike doesn't provide but there's no reason why it could not be in the future in the next future so mm-hmm. um i i see there's a real um mentality of inclusivity um so even yeah we, we have this model which is called um fly ease which actually um allows everyone so even like disabled people to basically put their shoes on Ooh. and yeah and that's already like something that maybe you're not aware of because you're not no. looking at the website yeah. but of course it's not something that uh, interested interest you and in, like first person but mm-hmm. we do have these things and that's indeed like even the best message of inclusivity to not kind of um show off you have these things yeah it's like when you say about i don't know um feminist and mm-hmm. like the, the mindset you know and that's already saying there's a difference you're pinpointing the difference and sometimes it actually divides more or creates more gap between people exactly. it's, it, I think it's difficult to 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 judge I just think there are different people with different ways of doing so if you're quite a, exactly. an optimistic person I guess you tend more to do what you're talking about now if you're a bit more cynical, you know, but then mm-hmm. you can't say there is a right or wrong way. I think when you can judge is when you see like the output of something, exactly what we we're saying, when there's action and something actually changes, then that's where you can be like, it's good because something changed, which is the most important thing that things evolve, basically. Totally. But yeah, no, it's so interesting. I actually didn't know all these things you... You said yeah. now, um, yeah, I think we covered a bit like everything about like the brand for Nike mm-hmm. and like your job. And so I wanted to go back a bit to like you independently from <laughs> all Tell your me. job at Nike. Um, and do you like know where you're heading to? Like, how are you constructing maybe your profile for the future? If you're thinking, I don't know, of working somewhere else <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and more generally, like, yeah, what you're aspiring to uh professionally and like oh all of that that's a good question because uh yeah it's a question i i still didn't answer completely yeah <laughs> myself so for sure i love nike and that would be like kind of my priority to to stay in the brand a little more uh longer yeah. um because i really have a passion myself for the brand and that's also where you see you're like more motivated and do doing your job. Mm-hmm. But of course there are like a lot of different areas that I'm attracted to. So even just saying like music or art, because as we were saying, I'm, I really think culture is like the reflection of all, like the mix of all the different areas. Mm-hmm. And I'm interesting to see how indeed they 
all merge in one and like where's the connection and how you can um yeah drive this connection uh, and bring it to like even other levels so what would um, be like your mission kind of that that's the point i, yeah. I still have to fi figure it out okay. because especially in like this moment in time i feel if you really start to like jumping from one part to the other people don't take you seriously so that's me <laughs> <laughs> but it's true and it's so like upsetting me because even just saying like the the step i did from merchandising to brand at first it was seen like oh my god how are you gonna do this and a lot of people were saying and i hate this sentence how you're gonna bridge the gap oh really and like this how you're gonna bridge the gap i don't i don't need a that's, fucking bridge you yeah, know i can't that's just so jump. dramatic also yeah like... i can jump from one side to the other like if i I, if I studied fashion, that doesn't mean that I can't yeah. go into something else. Because indeed, I, I believe that culture is a mix of everything and culture is basically us. So we are a mix of everything. And I think also that's a bit stupid because you might have studied, I don't know, a philosophy because you're interested in society, da da da. But then yeah. as a person, you have a business mind. So you can tomorrow open a shop selling, I don't know, bread and you will sell a lot of bread because exactly <laughs> you will have to learn <laughs> some skills but you know what i'm saying so mm -hmm. it's especially nowadays like you can't define people in like one special thing because yeah. our generation is much more like moving and adapting and we don't stay long in places you know so it's difficult there's to no put like people fixed in a box, uh, box to yeah, anymore. exactly yeah. and that's also why it's difficult for myself to define where i want to go it's more like defining probably who I want to become in a way and yeah. then like um but you yeah know, I'm defining the process problem. I'm having this problem too in the sense that it's like you need to apply for a job for this specific role I don't know yeah. I can tell you what I can do call me whatever you want you know what I'm saying like yeah these titles like they don't mean much at the end like maybe no, some of them nothing. do but eh, exactly so I can tell you I'm an organized person um I can tell you I know about this this and that I have interest in this I can show you things I've done but then it's mm -hmm. it's up to you as a company to be like okay yeah we need someone with this profile if you want me to junior this manager that that like you know I don't know So for me, it's also totally. a bit difficult. And I don't want to put myself in a box because I think it will be a disadvantage for me at the end of the day. So No, I, I totally agree. I, I, I don't want to put myself in a box uh, either. Mm. And that's also why I'm scared kind of of going back to Italy because I see that it's still very... Like that. The process. Yeah. Like you have to have a linear career yeah you can't just go from one to the other or if you want to you will be an intern all your life yeah <laughs> and th that's crazy yeah so yeah no i'm still figuring out i for sure know that i would love to um have an experience like in a startup because as as you know i i kind of run um a, a small brand myself With Margarita, oh, yeah. Are you still doing that? <laughs> I 
I thought that was finished. That's why I didn't ask. Well, no, indeed, it's it, it's finished. Let's say it's more. I like to say it's standby. Mm -hmm. But um, we so both can you say what you we, were doing? We it. So of course, understand. yes, yeah. Sorry, people. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so basically, uh, me and Margarita had this uh, accessory brand, and we were doing mainly uh, fanny packs or. Um, yeah, T-shirts and merchandise like caps, uh, belts, something like this. Mm -hmm. And indeed, also the purpose was to make this all, all these accessories in a ethical way. So, for example, not using leather. And that was kind of the the main uh, um, characteristic of the brand itself. Mm -hmm. But also there, like I think we understood that we needed a bit more um, experience before that, and we were kind of, of rushing. Course, of and course. it's something I, I, I literally loved, but I feel, um, and I feel I would love to, to go back to it, but indeed, like, after gaining experience in structured companies as Nike, for example, yeah. and indeed, I'm, I'm honestly working also towards creating something new indeed that could be going back to the brand or it could be even just another idea like creating a new space or something something like this i don't i don't know yet mm -hmm. but yeah so I, I feel there's something there, at the moment but, you don't you don't yeah. have any like personal initiative that you do like outside work or no i just yeah i just like to indeed curate like playlists and that's more as a kind of expression of myself yeah. and I like to do it in, in my spare time and in my spare time I like to even like draw or or do things more creative that like kind of put me out of the routine like the daily mm -hmm. routine and like staying on in front of the laptop and things like this but unfortunately I can call these things like job let's say yeah of course but indeed in, in the future i would like something that really merges everything that yeah. i like to do in a way so so you're not on instagram anymore how do you no. check things <laughs> that's a good question because uh i still think like internet it's so vital to like get informed yeah. so I, I still check like internet but <laughs> I really kind of need to research myself for what I want to look for. So it's not like with Instagram, you had everything there on yeah. your on your page. And that's something kind of I don't even miss anymore because it's really, I like the process of researching, even just, you know, when you find something by mistake. So like yeah. serendipity thing. So you were looking for something and you just find something else. Well, and it makes like your brain more like active in yeah, a way. And I was more. so tired of just scrolling and scrolling <laughs> and scrolling and just looking at my friend eating, like having brunch there and my <laughs> other friend, uh, I don't know, yeah. looking fit on the mirror, like with the new pair of shoes. I don't know. I don't... That just depends on who you follow also. Of course, yes, but, but I yeah. think at the end it's a bit of like what you see in there. I was 
I followed like 2,000 people, but not even people, more like brands or mm. photographers, just to stay like always updated, at, at least in the like area of interest of mine. But still, you kind of, it's a box. It's like, it's a limited yeah. amount of, of things you of can course. find. Of course. Yeah. And so talking about this, actually, like to finish the episode, I wanted you to like share with us like some sources that you use or you used in the past to learn and get informed. So it can be Instagram accounts, actually. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you still have some in mind. Then industry people, like media outlets that you check, books that you've read, movies, like anything that... Um, mm-hmm that you that can help that helped you and maybe can be interesting for people listening no for sure instagram it was one of like the main tools to to discover new things but indeed i i, I decided to get rid of it and uh, now i feel i want to go back to like the the, the old-fashioned ways to to find new things because I was thinking even like our parents didn't have these tools and they anyway like got to know new things, you know? Yeah, but and, I think uh, it was more um, forced on them, no? Kind of. it, indeed, it was totally different, but that's also why I'm trying to, um, I don't know, there was the fashion week, I was just going to Prada website to just to stream the the oh, catwalk yeah. instead of watching the stories from like the filter and the camera of an influencer. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of prefer to have my own view on that. So yeah. it, it's so diff like different because I I see the different myself. Like if you see the the the, the show on on Instagram through some stories, you will just see, I don't know, the the outfit that someone else liked. Mm-hmm. Well, if you actually spend some time, and that, that's, I think it's also the, the, the thing we're missing, because of course, like to go on the website and to to, to stay, and actually they, they keep the, the runway for like 45 minutes because they, um, the shows, the preparation, and people are mm-hmm. arriving and everything, and so you're there, like skipping to the to the moment <laughs> in which the, actually the the <laughs> runway starts. So of course, like there are steps that kind of um, that do not allow you to enjoy it mm-hmm. as much as you do. Like now we are all all like driven to have everything fast and yeah. quick and uh, exactly. So I am trying to go back to like the the process in which you actually also learn to understand what you like and what you don't like in a way. Mm-hmm. So indeed, like fashion uh, show, I I watched it through all the different like um, portals, and I'm I'm sad because it's still like very important to have internet because otherwise, of course, like you would not know anything yeah. about what's happening. Um, but then, um, as well, like music, indeed, I always use Apple music to understand like new, um, new songs and new artists, but I can suggest you to follow Colors Berlin. Yeah, I I was just going to ask you, they're so good, but, um, I was actually thinking the other day, they're kind of stuck in some kind of 
genres or like artists maybe it's because they can't mm-hmm. get like they can only get these kind of arts i don't know but i like 90% of the artists they put there so i love it yeah. and i follow it all the time and the concept is so good do you think they're actually live singing live that's i was questioning that it's myself really good. because it's really, it's really good. good and like it's flawless like yeah it's, setup, really, it's perfect. really good and the colors are perfect and the the, the light on the skin is perfect no this yes like... but the singing you know what i'm saying no like... indeed and in like everything is perfect perfect plus also the song is perfect so mm. you know that's a that's a good question we we should reach out to, yeah, to really. the team in and berlin is it, and is it still in berlin i think so yeah because i was thinking the other day all oh, these people are just gonna go to berlin for that <laughs> no well <laughs> because you would expect it more like london i don't know maybe yeah that's true even though to berlin i think it's uh um a focused city for this type of like industry and and yeah. emerging talents as well like i think even amsterdam berlin london in that same area they're really like strong yeah. and, and they're people similar are actually yeah. exactly people are people are actually driven to like they're they happy to go there because they see there's like um, i don't know it's like an aura like you feel there's a more creative uh scene so if you're an artist i think you would even happy to just go by yourself you know yeah true true, um, true. yeah to to know the place and to yeah get the experience and stuff but yeah. did you see that vivo they copied them sorry you what? know vivo like uh, uh yes sorry uh, i say in the italian way vivo. how do you say vivo <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> This happens to me so many times. So Vivo, <laughs> I don't know. Actually, I guess it's yeah. Vivo in English. But and they, yeah, they they kind of copied it. Like they mm-hmm. the the square thing, the mic like coming like you know hanging and the color. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a bit funny. But yeah, yeah. it's true. They also give a yeah indeed more importance to the video contents. So which I think is but true. it's funny because I actually start liking um watching the videos through colors because otherwise i was more like you know listening to apple music for example yeah, but not like not actually looking for the the video of the song for do example you, do you check npr the tiny desk thing no ah you know when they're like it's it looks like a messy office it's from NPR mm-hmm. and they go there it's the same concept like live singing da, da, da. and oh. it's like I'm sure you saw videos it's like a messy office <laughs> you never saw it like, honestly I don't remember it but okay. I will search for yeah, it yeah you need to check it after and like yeah you have a lot of artists that go there totally it's nice. yeah so do you want to share totally. other things like that you use mm, other things indeed like I'm trying to also read a lot more because it's something that I was kind of forgetting to do but yeah and I think that's like so powerful like just through a book you learn so many things and also like your ideas go everywhere yeah so um actually now I'm reading this book called Atomic Habits I don't know if you know it no and it's indeed it's more like understanding um 
why we keep doing like we keep having bad habits or good habits and how everything works so that's also very interesting to actually kind of put it into place like to see how everything that's written in the book you actually are doing it in your life in a way mm-hmm. so that's also more like even a study book i would say like i'm actually yeah, analyzing that's what, what i like saying <laughs> yeah and that's very really good indeed um and indeed like similar to that it was also the art of not giving a fuck <laughs> do you know <laughs> that one i know yeah i didn't read but yeah I know. no it's it's also very good and i suggest that uh any like in fact this type of books helps you a lot in like um growing as a person i think mm. the, the the only thing is that you read that and like the day after you're doing what they're saying and you're super motivated <laughs> and then like after one week you're back to your old bad habits and also that's why I'm really deep diving into, into this uh, atomic habits book <laughs> so we'll say we'll see if uh, that actually changes something yeah but then no of course uh, again I suggest you to to read shoe dog okay. if you didn't and um i i think you will like it yeah but As yeah no then yeah more books and then um yeah i i just try to find things by mistake in a way so even nice. just uh, walking around and i don't know if i'm if i have to go somewhere that i already know the like the route i just try to take another street as well yeah. and you might find something that like unexpected mm-hmm. and yeah there's always like sources to to discover new things mm-hmm. especially in Amsterdam or like I guess even London well actually everywhere but there's more possibilities to find new things and like yeah. exciting things and motivating and inspiring things and like cities like like this ones yeah. so yeah i'm just things. really trying to like get out my comfort zone yeah and i would should. suggest that to to all the people listening <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's the best thing you can do i think but in any kind of situation wherever you are like you know whoever you are i think it applies to everybody If you can get out of your yeah. comfort zone, even for your like mental health, I think. Totally. Because If you get out of your comfort zone stacked. properly and you like properly get shocked and stuff, you will never be like depressed or you know, because totally, like you will not have fear like because you overcome it. You know what I'm saying? But it's something mm-hmm. you need to keep on doing because you get used to something. You have to. And it will make you a stronger person, I think. And you will understand a lot of other things. Because when you don't know something, you don't know it. That's it. Like, yeah. It's crazy. Uh, as I mean, simple it's fair, as it sounds, yeah. it's like this. Okay, that's a good uh, Amen. point <laughs> to finish with. Um, so, yeah. Very philosophical. I yeah, at it. the end. <laughs> so, um, this episode is now finished. But please stay tuned for more. Oh, no. And I hope this conversation was uh, useful, will be useful to our listeners. And Claudia, thank you so much for taking the time to talk to me. It was thank really you. nice having you on the podcast. Thank you. Thank you, girl. Thank you, everyone. Thanks. Ciao. Ciao.